There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. Self-reflection helps to guide you through life's never-ending cycle of thoughts, emotions, and experiences. It gives you the space to unravel your emotions and beliefs, revealing hidden truths and profound insights. In moments of introspection, you move beyond the noise of the external world and reconnect with who you really are. Self-reflection is a mirror that reflects the truth of your life, helping you to confront fears and celebrate achievements. It's the constant dialogue with your inner self and never-ending exploration that leads to self-awareness and personal growth. Through self-reflection, you recognize patterns, acknowledge vulnerabilities, and reclaim the power to make conscious choices. It leads to the practice of self-compassion as you learn to embrace your imperfections without judgment. Self-reflection is the compass that aligns you with your purpose, empowering you to evolve, transform, and continuously explore self-discovery. My next guest has dedicated her life to this topic. Ingrid Jones is a journal writing facilitator, wellness coach, and teacher. Ingrid, so nice to meet you. And uh, as I was saying before, I was apologizing, which I've had to apologize to a few of my um, guests recently, where I've canceled on you a couple of times because of time zones and everything else. So I'm so happy that we can finally sit here and, and have this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that we're here as well. And it is all okay. Appreciate it. No, really appreciate it. Um, so I might just jump into it. Basically, to help our guests learn a bit more about you, our, our guests, sorry, our listeners learn more about you, um, would you be able to give a bit of a background on your journey, what you're doing now, and how, how you basically came to be doing you know, what you're currently doing? Okay, fantastic. I might just start with saying what I do now, which is I'm a life coach. I like to see it as a well-being coach and I'm a journal writing facilitator. So journal writing has become my biggest thing or my biggest obsession. And I will just sort of now backtrack to sort of see, you know, just to share how I how I got there. I also have a primary school teaching background and in my first two years of teaching, I just had this feeling that it wasn't for me full-time forever. I just knew I sort of didn't fit into the system at a really young, fresh out of uni sort of age. And what I was drawn to all the time was the kids' well-being. I loved being able to problem solve and take that time to sort out how they were feeling. And I was also really always sort of surprised or a little shocked at how early they could already be doubting themselves. And I was mm. just like, how as human beings do we sort of take that on at such an early age? So that was always sort of at the back of my mind. And I've always been a massive seeker of personal development and growth. And I think I, I reached for those type of books very early on as well. So I was always working on myself. And, you know, always journaling at the same time. So through teenage years, 
probably early years it started as diary writing, teenage years, pouring out my thoughts, hopes, worries, fears, all my emotions. I'd get it down and away I go about my life and always feel relieved. And that just kept going through my years. I didn't really know how to journal. I would just sort of see it as something that you just put on the page. No one really taught me or guided guided me how to do Mm. it, which I think is very common for most people. And I just then went into coaching. So fast forward, trying a bit of teaching and then work out what's the best industry for me to actually help people to believe in my in themselves. And as I did that, I tried different things with my coaching and I always felt something was missing. It was It's so mm. fascinating that your life just takes on different journeys. I tried coaching in the education space. I tried group style coaching, even in my one-on-one practice. I just, people were coming with the same sort of doubts and the same sort of worries and fears and about themselves. And it always seemed like we were fixing on a surface level of just doing more and being more and achieving more. And I didn't ever feel like I was truly, truly helping people to the core of who they were. So that was sort of happening on one level. On another level was my own journaling where I was just writing things down. And I happened to be going through a bit of a tough time and it was pre-COVID and it was the end of a, of a relationship. And I noticed one day that I was writing things out, feeling not great, but I had this very strong feeling that I'd written about the same thing in the same way before. And I rarely read, like flick back through my journal entries. And this day I did. And I looked back and I was actually so surprised at how often I had been writing on repeat. So even though I, I was feeling relieved by getting my stresses down, I was focusing on things in exactly the same way over and over again. And I had this very uncomfortable Mm. moment of like, it's no wonder I'm not moving forward because I'm looking at things in the exact same way. Mm. And I really did believe in the power of journaling, but I was never really engaged that well with just one-off journaling prompts, even though they're very wholesome and they're great. It never really just worked for me to process what I was going through. So I just intuitively started to go, okay, I'm just going to make a commitment to myself. I don't know how this is going to change, but I promise to not put my pen down at the end of any journal session until I change the way I journaled. And slowly over time, I just, after letting go and pouring things out, I learned to reshape how I started to reflect and process and move myself forward. So I just did this over and over again and I then was with somebody else and over time I would still be doing journaling and I think he used to feel like, what are you doing? (laughs) I think it took a little while to come to the party of how much my own process was helping me because I'd never shared it with anyone. It was always designed just for me. Yeah. And he sort of like caught on that, you know, I was a better person because I was journaling and actually learning to be okay with my emotions. But I think I was still very shy at that stage to actually genuinely communicate how I was feeling or what I'd been going through. I was someone that kept things very close to my chest and probably Mm. felt a bit of shame around the uncomfortable, the challenging emotions, sadness or loneliness or doubt or all of those type of things. And it was at a time where it wasn't commonly talked about. Mm. you know so it was just this internal thing and so I felt so safe in my journal and I remember going home one weekend and it was a bit of a challenging weekend home as in visiting family and it was it was wonderful it, it had it all it was like one of those yeah. wonderful roller coaster week weekends 
And I came back and I, I remember coming home and going, oh, I feel so frustrated. And my first instinct was to journal. And my partner at the time called me and he was like, how was your weekend? And I was like, well, you know what? I came back feeling annoyed, but I've just put my pen down and finished journaling. And he said to me, what did you discover? And I was just like music to my ears. I didn't know I'd been waiting for people to ask me that type of question of like, what have you just discovered? Not what was all the stress? What were the dramas? Just what did you actually discover about yourself in that moment? And there was something within me to go, oh my goodness, I would love to have more of these conversations with people, not knowing at that stage what to do about it either. But I just sort of like held on to that somewhere in the back of my mind. And then fast forward to at the end of 2019, and I was doing some wellbeing sessions for a group of teachers at a school that I've done a lot of teaching at. Oh, sorry, for parents, a wellbeing session for stressed, overwhelmed, tired parents. And I ran a session which I thought was great. <laughs> I luckily had a friend who has a, um, kids at that school. She was also in the session as well, partly to participate, the other part to give me feedback. And I'm so, so grateful for that moment afterwards when we debriefed. And she was like, I don't know if it all landed the way you thought it was. Or these are some of the questions or uh, where some people sort of missed what you were doing. And it really was wonderful to hear because it made me go okay I can't go with my original plan for the next session I need to change it up because I don't think it's working even though they're being all so polite and lovely about it and telling me that it was good yeah <laughs> it, it was one of those moments um and I had another session a couple of weeks later so I was like what am I going to do what I feel like is I need to give them a tool something really practical mm. that will help them in their everyday lives beyond me being there and I just was like a shower idea of going, I'm going to teach them the way that I journal. I'm going to share my own journal process that I've held so closely to myself and just go for it. And I just spent that time reflecting and breaking it down into steps and working out how I'll tell those stories and teach each step and went for it. And you know, sometimes when you're standing in front of a group of people and you're just sweating, even though you are not moving a muscle, that was me that day. I was just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how this is going to go because I've never taught it to a group of people before. So the way that I teach the process always is a learn by doing. I teach each step. Everybody gets that chance or some time to journal, teach the next step, apply it, and away you go. Mm. And it's... It was one of those moments that by the time I got to the end and everybody went around the room to describe how they were feeling, the emotions that came up were just, I'm feeling hopeful, I'm feeling calm, I'm feeling reset, I'm feeling inspired, I feel like things are possible. And it was one of those goosebump style moments to go, I had no idea what anyone wrote about, but to have facilitated a, a genuine shift in the room made me go, this framework is something to it to it and it's something that I want to start sharing with people to guide people to help themselves or to reconnect to their own answers from within. I love that. Oh well thank you for sharing that and and I think it is so brave of you to have made taken that plunge and and gone and shared, you know, shared that that story and that experience and now found you know, that being the framework. And I love those kind of stories because I think a lot of the time uh, we sort of all, you know, 
we're on the path that is probably going to lead to the same endpoint, you know, for you teaching this journaling, but all of the other parts of the path probably gave you different learnings along the way from the teaching to the coaching and they all combine in the end. Um, but it's almost like you can't know that until you get to that endpoint, which I think is a really, you know, and that comes up all of the time. So many of the guests I talk to, I have that and I, I love the quote that um, life only makes sense backwards but has to be lived forwards because it, it just applies to so many things like that. So I, I, I love that story. Yeah, love everything you're talking about there. It's so true. I wouldn't have changed anything because it's yeah. made me who I am. And you're right, I've t- picked up all those skills along the way. It's it's so true. And so I guess with the, the journaling, it, it it's something so practical because what you were saying before, I guess, and I've seen so much of this, whether it's with seeing a psychologist or, um, you know, self-help with a, a coach or what, whatever area it is, um, it can often be difficult to find things where you're really diving into a more sustainable solution you might Mm -hmm. find a solution where you can sort of sustain it for a small period but to really find something that you can incorporate into your life and that's manageable uh, is that one of the things you've found that from what you were touching on that this is a tool that if people learn to do it properly they can really become self-sustainable in understanding what's going on in their mind, evaluating that without sort of being attached to it, because that's so hard for us to do on a daily basis when, you know, you've got emotions coming up and, you know, I'm, I'm getting better at it, but you have to, it's so difficult because, you know, some days you're just having a bad day and you, you have to pause and think, hang on, everything's okay. Let's not, you know, let this emotion drive my thought pattern or drive me to a different, you know, take action in some sort of behavior but it's really difficult to do would that be one of the you know big things that it helps people to do absolutely it I don't even know where to start because everything that you've said just sort of gave me that goosebump feeling of just like yes it's so true so what this framework does it takes the thinking out of how to journal and it is designed it's very open-ended which means it doesn't matter where you're at from feeling a bit stressed to feeling super emotional to having a great moment and it can take whatever is on your mind it gets it down but then it guides you to actually look a little deeper then take what you've discovered about yourself and do something with it so you feel super inspired to move another step forward and so it's not one of these quick fix things it's a tool I sort of see it as a compass where you get to it helps you to navigate life, the ups and downs, on a regular basis. So you will always be guided to, um, yes, find the answers within you, but come to this place of feeling connected to your inner self, like where you're really listening to your own intuition. And it just it's a, about giving yourself these pockets of time to actually lean in. The other thing is really powerful about writing is that we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. So this is like a really high amount of thoughts, yeah, that we all have. So when we, if you ever felt overwhelmed or stressed or weighed down by everything you're juggling, it's often because we're trying to keep it in our mind yeah, or we're trying to solve it from in the place of our mind. I saw this beautiful clip the other day that just said, most things can be shifted or sorted in 90 seconds, it's just the fear of not being able to solve it that keeps us stuck for a really long time and we just sort of carry it around for ages. So what writing does, it just cuts through it all by getting it down 
you engage both right and left sides of your brain at the same time. So it actually makes you super creative, problem solving, getting in touch with your intuition, as well as writing sort of activates another part of your brain that filters out a lot of information you're normally receiving. So it makes you more present with yourself. It stops all this task jumping and trying to juggle so many things, but you just get to be quite focused to make a shift. Yeah. And would you, one of the things I was thinking about as you were saying that, I guess if, you know, a lot of people are just not comfortable or don't have someone to talk to or don't have the, you know, haven't learned to gain that self-awareness where they can just evaluate their thoughts. So because writing is a, you know, private experience, it's giving you a very tangible way to get these thoughts out. Is that something that has helped? I, I guess, does that make it, have you seen that makes it so much easier for a lot of people to do it in a non-confrontational way? Because I, I think from what I've experienced through whenever I speak in a company or a school, I will privately hear so much feedback. And sometimes I've done talks in front of, you know, 200 people. No one wanted to answer any questions. I thought, God, you know, like I'm standing there, you can hear crickets basically. And I'm like, geez, I must have done a bad job. And afterwards, I'll have, you know, 20 people talking to me. I'm getting messages after. They're saying how much it helped. But you wouldn't have known because, you know, it's really difficult to go and share that in front of other people when you haven't done that before. So is that a, that would be a big thing, I guess? Yes. It's, yeah. it's sort of two aspects to that for me when it comes to journaling. One is because journaling is the most private form of writing, people already feel like they should know how to do it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of information about where journaling is recommended for you. I mean, there's so much research around how good it is, but often people just journal it, just write it down. But it's like I don't go and cook a new meal that I've never cooked before without a recipe. You know, I don't yeah. go and learn a new skill without some sort of tutorial or help or startup. And so I see journaling the same. We're not necess- we don't all necessarily know how to process our emotions in a healthy way, and mm. This is where a framework, it is super safe for people because they can journal at their own pace, but I do see it like a, like a therapist or a going for a walk with a friend who's going to first listen to you and then gently guide you to think about things differently and then maybe help you think of a solution. This does it all for you, but then you're doing it for yourself. Mm, I love that. I love that. And is it, so with your framework, is, is it for one specific sort of purpose or are there different, you know, utilizations of it, different ways you can do it? I guess for me, for an example, um, I, my mind, you know, I've got. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ADHD and my mind's scattered, and I'm thinking about a million things at once. So, the one thing that I've started doing over the last sort of 12 months that has helped me dramatically is every single morning I will write down every single task for that day that I 
need to do and everything outstanding and I'll sort of have a follow-on from the other the previous day and then I'll just highlight the critical things that need to be done on this actual day and tick them off and then it just it, it takes such a weight off because then I'm like oh I don't have to think about these things whereas in the past my mind would have been thinking about 20 different things at once and you'll be doing a task jumping to another you're feeling anxiety you're thinking about a million things so I found that just that simple thing has dramatically helped me. That's fabulous. And it's fabulous you know what works for you. And, again, it's that power of writing down. It feels clearer, it feels more possible, and you've got it there. Yeah. This particular framework would probably be more about processing your thoughts and emotions. So it's more Mm. of a self-reflection tool. So say if you were going to make a decision, say if you're feeling anxious about something, even if it is that you've got this massive to-do list, you could get it all down to go, I'm feeling really anxious about it, I've got this, that, and get it all all down. Then the next step would guide you to go, what am I actually doing that's adding to how I'm feeling? Or what am I not doing? Or how and actually gives you the confidence to actually label your emotions. And there's so much there's so many support mm. materials within my framework to go, okay, here's a list of like a hundred emotions. What jumps out at you so that you broaden how you identify how with how you're feeling. And then so say you've noticed in being super stressed or anxious about something like, oh, I've been doing that or I've been believing that thought that I didn't realize I hadn't captured that one to change it. You can sort of then do something with it because you, you can never make a change until you know what it is that you want to change. So mm-hmm. this framework works on practical levels when you're trying to problem solve in your business or your life or any type of routine you want to create create in your life, but also on the emotional aspect of, of I'm not feeling great or I just had an argument with someone and I need to work out a better way to communicate or what do I really want to say to that person but process it first before you just sort of jump in and be defensive. Does that, yeah. That makes a lot of sense, which is so important. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? The more you start to sort of unravel those kind of things you realize how important it is that we do have that mechanism in place where you're feeling an emotion you can write it down you can go through a process like you're talking about and have that framework to then be able to make an informed decision where you're not just reacting on pure emotion or you know whatever's happening in in that a moment in that moment I think that's that's so important so yeah Yeah. I think it's sort of like a mini self-coaching tool I think yeah. that's the best way, or a little pocket therapist that you can just use anytime you need. And so it's very calming, restorative, and healing. But at the same time, when you use it over and over again, what people notice is that they become kinder towards themselves. They change the way they stop. They change the way they're talking to themselves so they stop being so harsh. Or they can catch that moment and go, oh, hey, I need to reassure myself in the moment. And it teaches you that all your emotions, no matter what, are just part of the human experience. And if you lean in, they're just trying to tell you something to get your attention to do something with it. And so mm. there's no need to be afraid of, oh, I can't deal with it anymore or it's too tricky to deal with where well, this framework just allows you to go, you can, you can do it. I'll guide you. You're the, once, yep. once you know the steps, as in the steps, the framework will guide you and then it just frees you up to reduce stress and anxiety and inspire that creativity and nurture your own inside and understanding and facilitate your own personal growth. Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. 
The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com slash book. I love that. And I love, you know, I love how you said it's, you know, it's your own personal sort of pocket coach because it, you know, and I'm sure you've seen this problem where mental health is such a complicated area and, you know, everything serves a purpose. You know, we need to have um, psychologists, psychiatrists, we need, you know, all the different levels. But what I, my experience, and I think a lot of people has been, you know, you're going and getting therapy and you're learning a lot and it's like, okay, great. You know, I've, I'm now sort of gotten to this point, I've got this awareness, but I don't know what to do and I'm not being given practical enough things to do. And I feel reliant on that session, but you know, that one session a week's not enough and you feel disempowered and then you just don't have, you know, the, the mechanism to, to do it on a daily basis. So Mm -hmm. having that, I think is just so important and doing it in a way, as you're describing there, where it is really empowering people and it's not overwhelming them and it's just giving them something that they can self-manage, you know, every day. Yeah. it's I never tire of sharing it because I never tire yeah. of the shift people have. They get so excited to share their own journey of growth at the end of a journal session because they're feeling so alive, like they're just like that weight has been lifted off them every single time you journal. And I, yeah. I'm really passionate about the ongoing benefits of it, which is why I've created a journal community. So once people have learned the process, if they want more and they want more support on a weekly basis, I facilitate like live journal sessions with different themes to inspire more, even deeper personal growth, even everyone's journaling for right where, for right where they're at. But I run that on a weekly basis so that people have that space, like going to a yoga class or a meditation or a gym class, mm. whatever you value, to just come and have that gentle space to keep working on yourself so we do it via zoom and it's really wonderful that's great that's great and another thing i was thinking about when you were talking when people first start and as you were saying before we have whatever the figure was you know sixty thousand thoughts a day uh do people start discovering that oh as they're doing it i'm sort of thinking my thought patterns are very similar every day and you know these anxieties that we have we're sort of worrying about the same things over and over again and then once you get that awareness you realize hang on it's not actually that big a problem and you you know you take action mm. and start unraveling that but when you look back you're sort of saying wow I was just going through these same patterns without actually doing anything about it but if you're not used to doing something about it when you discover that you've been thinking that way it can easy it can be easy to be extra harsh against yourself and mm. so right in that moment of discovering it there's this beautiful really short amount of time a forgiveness piece where you get to forgive yourself for it to go oh I've done that thing again oh, I forgive you for thinking that way or for not even noticing or for just only becoming aware before you then move on to the next step so we I do really encourage this absolute kindness towards yourself even when you would just to, yeah just to be aware of the different steps where you could potentially go if you're new to processing your thoughts and emotions in this way I think that's so important and and you know being being proud of yourself for just taking that step and making that progress and reminding yourself that every or so, everyone at some different point goes through all of these different things you know we're all going through our own journey at you know different stages and it doesn't yeah like like you're saying there I think that part is just so important that we have that compassion when we work through these things Mm. 
True. Really, really we never important. get to a point where we're happy all the time. And even though as much as it feels good and we all sort of want to be there, that's not what life is about. It's about how you sort of process and bounce back and learn from things. And as soon as you've learned something and you've found the answers within, it's the most exciting feeling. Like yeah. that's what makes all those mistakes and challenges worth it. Oh, exactly. That's, and that's the thing. If we were taught to look at life in that way where it's about more that just self-growth and about just, you know, learning, trying to overcome these, you know, different challenges as we go and seeing that there's no finish line, it's about just continually growing. I think mm. people would be so much more at peace because that it, it's so hard to go, stay on that path when we live in a world that's all about instant gratification how do I achieve more, make more money? It's so competitive. We've got stuff just in our face through social media every day. I think you more than ever need tools like what you're offering because it's otherwise, how on earth are you meant? You know, it's hard enough to even stick to it when you make a conscious effort to do the right thing, let alone, you know, not having these tools in place. Absolutely. Yeah. What I What I love is, people get surprised with this framework of how quickly they can make a shift in a short amount of time. And the framework lends itself, okay, one little tip I always use with my journal framework is to use a timer for each step so that you start to place equal, equal importance on letting go. That's an uninterrupted conversation where the person who's listening to you is so important to vent and get things out, but it's just as important to dive a little deeper. So when you set a timer, it signals to your brain of like, okay, there's a beginning and end to each step. And no matter how I'm feeling, how deep this emotion is or how stressed I am, I'm going to move the next step and then I'm going to move to the next step just to see what happens and Mm. so then they just get blown away of like with our 60 to 80,000 thoughts wow I feel so calm after 20 minutes of writing and then when if you don't have much time you can just shorten the steps a little bit and do it in 15 minutes you know the the process will work even in a couple of minutes of each step or if you have more time to go a little deeper if if you need to process stuff that's you know a bit bigger it works either way that's great and do you have to so is it important to write physically with a pen or can you type or is it actually is part of the process that you need to actually write I just I had that come am to mind. an advocate for the pen and paper bit of old yeah. school but that's where just way more studies have shown what what's happening for your left brain right brain for being present and connecting to your intuition when you do that the same studies I can't seem to find the same results and I just know how I am on a computer anyway it's so easy to jump between tabs do one task then remember you're doing another one that I do encourage pen and paper but I still say to people go your own way if if typing actually works for you do it what matters is that you give yourself the time to self-reflect on a regular basis yeah yeah definitely but I, I yeah I've noticed that same thing when I write on and I used to do like free writing as part of acting training where you literally just write three pages every morning and just start writing and you've got to just not know what's going to come out and doing it on paper would be just such a cathartic experience it's it's very different to well, I found it very different to typing oh yeah. I'm the same well thank you so much for sharing all of this um we, we finish with five closing questions. Um, before we go into that, where can our listeners go if they want to learn more about your work, if they want to look into getting into, into this process? Where, where can we send them? 
to journal with Ingrid. So journalwithingrid.com is where most people will find me on my website. I run information sessions about my journaling. There's also an online course as in my framework taught in bite-sized videos so people can just learn it independently or I run it as with regular live workshops. I do it for organizations, groups, individuals and yeah, Journal with Ingrid is the place to go. Oh, one more thing. Sorry, my process yep. in itself is called diving for pearls. But diving yeah. for pearls. Okay, You're great. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll make sure um, we'll we'll put the links for the link for your website in the show notes. So anyone listening, please make sure to check it out. Uh, sounds like yeah, something that I'm super keen to learn more about, and I can see already. You know, hearing what you're saying, how how effective and how important this is, what you're doing, and so needed so yeah love everything and thank you so much for sharing all of this on on here thank Uh, you so much no problem so we finish with these five closing questions um the first one is what's the best childhood memory that comes to mind for you the first thing that jumps into my mind would be Christmases at my uncle's farm with all the extended relatives. And this one year he made a maze out of those big round hay bales, literally in the front <laughs> paddock that we all got to just play chases, jumping over them. And so those type of childhood memories, they, it was so much fun. So good. You never forget those ones. I love that. That's so good. What, what do you think currently is the biggest burden on mental health in society? I think the biggest burden is comes down, I don't know, I think it's it's massive, but I don't think all the tools are being used. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like we're starting to talk about it, which is wonderful, but I think we need to even get more tools out there to actually empower people to, to reset. Um, yeah. I don't know. It worries me. <laughs> yeah. We need more people like you out doing what you're doing, I think, is the important thing. We need as much, as many tools as we can, like you're saying. What would you say is your personal definition of happiness? I I think it comes down to a feeling, like a, that feeling of love or joy within, like so a feeling of contentment in different moments and when I'm aware of it, I love it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think my, my definition is just like finding that over and over again in all different micro moments of a day. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, I've got two more here. Uh, what are you most afraid of? Um, I'm most uh, – I'm going to say two things for this. Sometimes I get afraid that I'm not going to get my work out. Like I've got so much that I want to do. Like there's so many elements that it almost scares me of just like, are you actually going to get it done? And the other (laughs) one would be on an emotional level, I think my greatest fear is the emotion of loneliness. And I think from Mm. during COVID, it just hit so hard and learning to be okay with it. And I'm much more comfortable talking about it. I didn't even cry (laughs) (laughs) when I mentioned it to you. But I think that's probably the the, the emotion that most fears, that I fear of, that I fear the most kind of thing at different times. Yeah. And COVID, you know, like you're saying, that brought it to light for so many people, didn't it? It's, it's, you know, crazy. Mm. Uh, So final one, what are you most proud of? I'm actually most proud of my work. So my this journal writing framework, not only because it helps people, but it has actually changed 
me to change how comfortable I am with my own emotions and I'm I'm so much more happier and settled within myself. So yeah, and I I I love being able to share it with people. Yeah, so so yeah, my work. Well, I think it's a great note to finish on and thank you again for being so open and I can see how, you know, passionate you are about it and how authentic when you talk about it and I think, you know, that the people people like yourself that are doing things for the right reason and you know trying to teach these tools that you've actually done on yourself first you know you've learned the impact of it by using it you it's an organic process it's not like you sat there and said oh how do I create something that I can sell to people you actually organically just did something to help yourself and found wow this is so helpful and this needs to go to other people and I think that's how you make real change you know it's very that grassroots authentic approach I, I love it and yeah looking forward to you know learning more myself about about what you're doing thank you thank you so much nick i've loved chatting with you i really appreciate it no problem no thank you so much for coming on ingrid's interview highlighted the importance of regular self-reflection self-compassion and ongoing personal growth her journaling framework provides a structured yet adaptable way for individuals to manage their thoughts process emotions and achieve meaningful self-improvement Having tools and techniques that you can use on a daily basis is so crucial. It's like learning a new skill. If you only practiced a sport or a musical instrument during your lessons and never outside of them, you wouldn't make much progress. In a similar way, therapy or coaching sessions provide insights and awareness, but having practical tools to apply in your daily life is what truly leads to sustainable change and growth. The journaling framework Ingrid developed serves as a personalized self-coaching tool that empowers you to process your thoughts, emotions, and challenges in a structured and effective way. It provides a means to gain clarity, reduce stress, enhance self-awareness, and nurture personal growth. It's not about avoiding professional help, but rather contemplating it with a tool, but rather contemplating it with a tool that can be used on a regular basis for ongoing self-care and development. Thanks so much to Ingrid Jones for joining me today for Move Your Mind. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 